love and light tribe so here we are in another series of the closet my name is jade there is no agenda here there is nothing that we plot or heavily think about whatever conversation comes it comes whatever flows it flows and as i drop a couple of gems hopefully you pick it up along the way let me take you on a journey outside of your conscious state the power of your subconscious mind and hopefully you enjoy this day So I know you're probably looking at this like a new podcast. What? I didn't have to wait three months? <laughs> and you didn't. Um, I'm trying to be more disciplined and have more intent with the things that are creative and conducive to my growth. With that being said, um, this podcast episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about touching on the past episode about uh, why I took certain things down in my house while I had company. And to basically start that is, um, I do believe that certain things that you do in your life, you have to do in the dark until you're completely comfortable enough to stand up for yourself. And what that means is at times when you are first learning a new philosophy or you're first practicing something, if you bring it up into the light there, um, and if you are not comfortable and understand and you have not mastered yourself, it is very easy for people to imply that your work or your craft has malicious intent or that it is demonic of some sort or everything could just be misconstrued based on how we were raised our cultures what differences we face what we've heard the misconceptions um and spirituality is completely watered down um i've been in a lot of instances where i have healed myself with plants and herbs and just being a um taking the approach of a plant-based diet and there are certain things online that would be like oh you shouldn't do that you should consult with your physician bitch i don't need a physician okay i am the physician so (laughs) um you have to know when something is good for yourself and doing that takes a lot of time where you could be practicing when i say in the dark i don't mean that you are you are hiding it's more so you are protecting yourself from others who wish to destroy you before you are ready to show your power and your intent with what you're doing with um you can be very integral within your own magic practice um and i feel like at times it is very important for you to make sure that you are cultivating a space to master your work so that you can not only master it but then articulate it in such a way that it is um, you're able to represent yourself in a positive light and people know that when you can articulate yourself and express yourself in a certain way they really can't fuck with you because you know what you're talking about now if you're first starting off you can be ridiculed and that will stunt and stifle you in your creative process where you're like "Mm." if you don't have discernment you'll start to think but maybe this is the wrong way because what you're going to face is opposition in any any case when you are learning something new. We are in the age of Aquarius, which means um, we are into a lot of philosophies right now. We're breaking down doctrines. We're, we're seeing what works for us. Um, in the past, we were in the age of the Pisces. Um, that is also known as the age of Jesus Christ and the Ethus and the two fish. And that's why you always see Jesus's love with the fish on the, you know, on the back of cars and stuff like that. Um, So a very interesting topic is, you know, where we are in this space where we do see a lot of um, 
just energy being presented where we can kind of cultivate the life that we want and we are the generation where we are breaking down molds and saying I don't fucking have to listen to you because clearly your shit ain't working if you're still suffering (laughs) um and that sparks an interest in someone else's mind but the problem is we have so many philosophies that spark the interest without results or representing results so um we also live in a scientific era where um we i got a text message sorry so we live in a scientific era where we kind of deem ourselves there's a lot of people who simply believe if there is an hypothesis and the experiment doesn't result in the same evidence then it's untrue um which at some point is relevant but at the same time no two people are going to have the same journey or path or the results we are all gifted in many different ways um so i just feel like sometimes you have to cultivate a space where you're by yourself until you know for sure like okay i can be myself people can go against me and i'm gonna still be like yo I'm going to meet this with resistance. You can't really tell me shit because I know what I'm talking about. And I have the facts. Um, one of the things I always pay attention to is the the fruits they bear. Now, I don't necessarily say for their entire environment. environment it's basically the results that we see in the individual. Because people can be very blessed yet in very destructive and chaotic environments and you will say well why are they in chaotic environments if they are so blessed well this happens because we are all on a journey and sometimes we are placed in people's path to be the light so you might have someone who is very you know just very generous very kind but you're like why the fuck is this mother and at some point it is also good to reflect to say okay if i am such this person why am i in this environment that is not conducive to my growth or to my health now if you realize you're full of shit too and you don't change now that's a problem but it's definitely okay to make mistakes so the reason i had brought this up was because there was a time in my life um around 2017 where i began uh, my spiritual journey and it did start with crystals and healing stones and at the time I couldn't really tell people why I was utilizing them because it wasn't so first of all spirituality has always been around I will say that what has happened is it's become more forefront as far as being um, where you can see it in stores. I mean, you can buy sage and Palo Santo at fucking Whole Foods, Sprouts. <clears throat> so it's becoming more in the public eye, but it is not new age at all. And the reason why I say that is because I was watching the Zydegoss, I believe is maybe not how you pronounce it, but I was watching it and they specified something very, very interesting was that in the Bible, now i'm not going i'm not going church on you i'm just about to prove a point that astrology gemstones anointing oils herbs all that stuff is not new age a lot of people consider what we deem as spirituality as being new age when it's been around like i said since genesis a lot of people are actually pressed um because they believe that horoscopes well not horoscopes astrology crystals and sage does not mix with the bible and um what people fail to realize is it actually does 
um, you you actually see in the Bible that, and I'm not even going to go spirit. I mean, religious on you. I'm just trying to utilize this to prove a point. Um, not because I have to, but because it will might it might broaden your understanding and give you your own inspired thought. So you have three wise kings who followed a star to find Jesus, and they brought him some gifts. Some of the gifts that they brought were incense and crystals. Um, not only that, people believe that um, you know the essence of what your spirit is. If you, if you if you think back and you look back, you had people who were speaking in tongues, who had divination, whether it was in dreams. You had people who interpreted those dreams. And a lot of people, for some reason, believe that now that the Piscarian age, which was the age that Jesus was around, <clears throat> was that our spiritual gifts had been taken from us. And I feel as though maybe they they didn't take them away. It's just a lot of people have strayed away from their self and nature and their own sense of logic and reason has left them feeling as if they're less spirit-filled than what other people have been written about. And it's just crazy to think that, um, you know, is this the same God that we're talking about? You know, the same person that created the tools, the minerals and the stones and the earth, you know? So it just, it goes into, there is so much astrology that is tapped into the Bible. And um, now that we have this Aquarian age, where we are kind of like digging deeper and finding just all these things that are in correspondence that a lot of people don't wish to talk about because it contradicts what they believe. And what they believe is simply the Bible is concrete and it's black and white. But I'm not going to go religious on you, but I'm going to just basically tell you what how astrology ties into the Bible. And I'm talking from the beginning. <laughs> um, so Luke 22, 9, it specifies that basically someone had asked God and he was like, yo, God, you know, once the Passover happens, like where, where are we supposed to go? Where are we supposed to meet up? And Jesus specifically says, when you enter the city, there will be a man carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house that he enters. Pause. There is houses in astrology. Not only is there a man with a pitcher that is also known as the water bearer. The water bearer is the Aquarius. Now, the Passover means the change of the time, the change of time and ages. So we are going from the Piscarian age into the Aquarius age. The water bearer. Follow him in the house that he enters, which will be the new start. Um, with that being said. If you go all the way back, technically the Bible began in the Leo's um, age, and that is the sun. In the beginning, God created the sun, the moon, you know, the the whole nine yards, right? Okay, so you have that. And then you tap into even more astrology. When Moses came about, he was upset because people were worshiping the calf, which is the bull, the Taurus, after that, he brought into the new wave of Aries where he blew horn from the ram, which is Aries. Then, you know, Jesus came, Piscarian. And now we are in the water bearer, which is the age of Aquarius. So eventually, in a couple, 
thousand years we will manifest into the the age of capricorn we won't be here i mean some of us might if you believe in reincarnation but we won't live to see the age of capricorn but it's just interesting that all of these little symbols and astrology standpoints have already been in the bible but people refuse to see it so going back to what i was saying was that um I started looking into crystals in 2017 and um, I couldn't really tell people why what I was doing. I was trying to cultivate the vibration of a crystal to bond with it, to elevate myself. Um, They are used for healing properties and I wanted to attune myself with those healing properties. However, I knew people would be confrontational or have questions and at that time I did not have the answers because I was still studying and I was still learning so I didn't share that portion what I did was I told them a bullshit ass line and um, this is was me working in the dark until we have a now I can tell you and express why I would use crystals but I would um I would sit there and tell them like you know hey I just I pretty use it pretty much use it for affirmation you know like affirmational uses i look at it and remember what i'm saying so every time i see it i remind myself and everyone was totally fine with that bullshit answer so i just let them and that was when i was that was when i became aware of the power of manipulation for my advantage so i am aware that we all have narcissistic abilities now what we choose to do with it truly defines us as being a narcissist um you can do so much with love you only need power when you intend to do harm i feel because everything can be done with grace and love with that being said um some people were you know they were actually okay with it but that's because i wasn't telling them like crystals vibrations you know once you start going into that realm they're like this bitch kind of (laughs) crazy So, um, but I had one person who told me like, Hey, if you believe in this, then you believe in it. Like stop playing around with yourself because you're not going to manifest into the highest version of yourself. Basically, if you're downplaying yourself, like if that's what you're really about, then be about it. And don't worry what people say. And I was like, damn, son, you're right. (laughs) But that is pretty much the gist of why, you know, you should be able to do things in the dark and at your own time and your own patience and practice until you're comfortable enough because people are going to hit you with questions. People are going to hit you with opposition. That's just the way the universe works for some people. Um, But once you start stepping into who you are truthfully, you start to magnetize and vibrate and attract people who already know about crystals so now you like there's just a quantum leap of what your attraction faces so now we're going to get into love languages um this is so fucking important as far as it goes with discipline as far as it goes with um your partners and just every energy that you encounter so i had I had a question that came to me. Um, I was in my room one night and someone knocked on my door 
and they knocked on my door and she asked do you like me and I was like in my head what kind of fucking question is do I like you right so I I just said yeah I do and she went about her business well I sat there that night and I thought why would a child whom I nurture shower with gifts educate and guide through life think I don't like her especially when she is merely an extension of myself well if my daughter is anything like myself I seek support in words of affirmation rather than the need for someone to shower me with gifts um, to, pr- to provide for me um, from the exterior of myself so as an alpha woman, there is a difference between needing a significant other versus desiring a significant other. Men have been taught to lead and to provide, and oftentimes women still feel alienated to their needs. And it's the simple fact, sometimes we don't need a man to provide. Sometimes we're just looking for a lifetime best friend partnership whom we can share ourselves with. Many women can provide for themselves, honestly, and that doesn't mean that an alpha woman wants to take your place in the structure of rank or in the household. It's just an alpha woman is simply an alpha woman solely to protect herself from men who cannot lead her. Likewise, she can and will allow you to lead her if you understand her from a place of compassion, desire, and necessary to guide her accurately. And that's the key part, accuracy. Men have been taught, you know, get you a woman who needs you versus one who wants you. But being needed doesn't mean that you can't be mishandled or betrayed. Nor does it mean your position is solidified. People have affairs solely for the temptation of wanting something. Just as there are times where I won't drink water knowing that water is a necessity, I'll still choose to make the decision to drink a soda first. So none of the philosophies are foolproof. Um, We simply honor and respect the things that pay attention and allow room for error to be changed into a godly form. So a lot of women can love you purely and still not need you. And your ego will say that you're equivalent as shelter and nutrition. And the reality is you're not. Many alpha women who genuinely have their shit together will blatantly say to you, I don't need you but I want you and the desire to have you is the same desire to keep you now if she wants you she won't choose anything over you because it's the same thing as saying you know we make time for the things that we desire so if I know this about myself I can understand me being a provider is is not the same thing as bonding with my child The same as a man providing for his significant other is not the same as making sure she's happy. And often, because we are providing, we lack the emotional internal connection. Because it's like, damn, bro, I'm already providing. Like, what more do you want from me? (laughs) And truthfully, it's not his responsibility to make a woman happy. But to be an addition to her happiness. Or he can add by igniting her happiness and supporting her happiness whether it's in words of affirmation you know this can be babe you're talented you're articulate please don't give up on yourself just yet continue to podcast someone might need to hear what you're dishing out 
or it could be acts of service. Promoting or sharing your significant other's achievements with their podcast on your page. If you guys are a, a couple and um, you, sh- you share your girl's podcast or whatever platform she's working on, that proves that you're doing an act of service to her and her love and her inspiration. Or you could receive gifts. It's, I bought you podcasting equipment, such as a mic, so you don't have to record off your phone anymore. It can be physical touch. I'll hold your hand while you podcast. Or quality time can be as simple as, hey, you want me to jump on a podcast episode with you? And now that you have the examples of what a love language is, I took that same idea into consideration with my daughter. It was a simple task of saying, what am I failing at? I'm missing it on her mark. And it doesn't mean that we are at odds or at war that I need to seek outside of myself to prove that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing because she's entitled to feel as though she feels. And many of us are parents to our children and we truly, truly parent them well, but we still have no connection with our children. And we wonder why they become adults and become unsuccessful and unmanageable in the world. It becomes hard for them to connect with others or they have relationship fears, communication blocks, and it really starts with children not knowing how to express and articulate themselves or it's as simple as their freedom is taken away from them. So they're forced to learn their interests, desires, their needs from failed connections and painful lessons. So instead of turning my child away insane now that's a dumb question ask I said of course like I said earlier I like you and I chose to revisit the conversation another day and what it boiled down to was I was used to gifting her with things I had noticed she asked for hugs which meant I had already felt her needs because she shouldn't have to ask for something if I'm offering it And I'm not a natural hugger. Um, I do realize that I have a lot of masculine traits within myself. I'm very headstrong. Um, I was raised on survival. Um, It is only now that I'm coming into being feminine and understanding what it is to take myself out of logically thinking and allow myself to feel um, and to be just... A nurturer so with that being said I w- I'm not a natural hugger I don't like germs I don't like touching people I feel like um, I'm very distant at times so I had to learn how to be softer as well and my daughter's first language is vocal recognition and it's just like myself and it's followed by shared time as means of support and it turns out touch was her least favored language So when she asked for hugs, she was only voicing. She was asking for the bare minimum. By having this conversation, we were able to rebuild and fix something quickly rather than having our bond deteriorate so easily because we weren't understanding each other. So with that being said, learning your child's love language is equally important as learning your partner's. Keep in mind, as they grow, their love language will fluctuate a part of speaking their language is paying attention to when it has changed or when your connection with them needs readjustment. This doesn't mean that you've failed them as a parent or a lover. It means that you are aware. 
What makes you worth it is knowing change is the world's natural dynamic. And your child and your lover are not exempt from any of these rules. Many connections are failed not because of error. It's a diminish in connection because they cannot truly be who they are without disappointing you. So now there is this wedge and a disbelief that you two don't know each other. When you learn to ask questions without judgment or use manipulation, the relationship will flourish and there's no need to hide. I learned something vital and it was our significant others and families often take the back burner in life. We give the people that we're our household, we give these people the last of what we have. We spend the day scheduling shit and smiling for people who are pointless to us. And then when we come home, we're worn out and we forget to manage time around the people that we love for the simple fact, we expect them to understand our indifference in the world and understand the moments of why we are slacking. I've learned something very important and it's to schedule time for small talk and affection, especially for the ones you love. And just as you do your calendar and your time management and you're writing shit down, I have an appointment at three o'clock. In the words of my brother, pencil them motherfuckers in too. (laughs) So you have to understand if your children are difficult and irritating to you But when you receive words like, oh, your child is so well-mannered, you know, you kind of think, what the fuck? Are are we talking about two different children? And you may have even heard this about yourself. But what the reality of it is, when your children are with you, they are going to be irritating. They are going to be messy and making a lot of errors. And that's because their home is their safe place. This is where they can make error and be themselves. They're already being judged and practicing perfection the minute that they walk out of the house to go into the world. So as far as 2020 goes, um, it's really just a year of manifestation. You're going to be manifesting the things that you desire, even if you can't see them. And what it boils down to is having faith and then trusting that your own intuition is leading you correctly to the path of your of your deepest desires and for the highest intention and good. The reason intention is needed is because faith is putting your personal power into something and then agreeing with something that you can't even see, which is merely an, an idea. Ideas stem from thoughts and two things can happen. One is where fear can creep into your subconscious and say, here's a thought. And this can be something that is false, yet it appears as it's a real insight. And by instilling your faith in this fear, you feel overthrown. But once you trust yourself fully that you can have the answers within without physical validation, because after all, faith is the substance of the unseen, is when you can trust yourself and you can know that surrendering is using the law of least effort. And this is how you know that you're not defeated. Loki, that was written by me. Actually, Haiki, that was written by me. Um, so that just leads me into the next topic, having faith. So why did I start doing readings? I did readings for the simple fact that I trust myself. I used intuitive practices to learn to trust my intuition. You can have confidence in the flesh, but it takes true integrity of the soul to have confidence in spirit without it containing 
vanity. You can read cards all day, but if they don't align with someone's energy, you're simply reading incorrectly. And someone's going to be like, nah, this is a no for me, dog. Like, <laughs> you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> but being gifted in this realm of divination is being accurate based on what filters down from source to you. And this is also known as inner feeling. This is also known as the gift of clairsentience. This is when you know that you have faith within yourself and you literally can feel it. You know that you can trust what to say based on the emotions that you feel. It's not the card she holds in the deck. It's the clairvoyance in her soul. Also written by my damn self. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, so not everyone has the gift. And more than likely, if your reading confuses the fuck out of you, the gift is either premature, you're tired, or that you need to choose another way to cultivate and express your unique gift of divinity. There are so many gifts that are more than just divination. With that being said, as I talked about in episode 16 with the misconception of spirituality and it being viewed as dark magic, I did a reading on someone recently um, who chose a stone and a deck for his particular reading. He chose black turlamine, the deck, because he wanted to see the quote-unquote most forbidden pile. (laughs) Um, And this was his first reading, so I can understand why he chose to do that. Um, He was curious as to what it was about. And the misconception was, again, with divination being viewed as dark magic. When in reality, the stone is a protection stone. It's not, it doesn't have anything malicious about it. It actually protects from anything that is malicious. So (laughs) um, as we know, every color stems from the color black and black is the mother of all colors, which is a double negative. So if you didn't get that, you missed it twice. The reason why most protective stones are of darker tones is because light colors can be easily penetrated, whereas darker colors cannot. Um, And this is also known as far as repelling. um, Usually melanated skin also um, is very hard to remove toxins because it's of a darker pigmentation. And as well as it is a protective layer from things penetrating the skin. But that also works with colors and um, stones. So because darker colors cannot be penetrated as easily by vibrations and light waves, um, black repels. It's almost like a boomerang. It's like, uh, bitch, you thought stone. (laughs) And had this not happened, I wouldn't have been able to manifest this lesson to teach you. Just the simple fact that I did a reading on someone and they chose not by intuition, but because they wanted to see what the dark side of pulling oracle cards. And if you are not a person who does work in that realm, that's not what you're going to perceive. So what he actually got from me was a lesson of protecting himself, how to stand faith in his true, how to how to speak his true how to take pride in what he's doing and just it was totally probably blew his mind because he was expecting that i was gonna tell him like bite the apple eat bite the apple and then give it to your nigga eat (laughs) 
so just be mindful uh there there are totally people who probably do satanic ism if that um you know um however i don't like you know and it's very hard for people to be like well you're you're opening your energy Eh, eh, i'm not because you literally cannot manifest something that you don't want into your physical realm literally just as christians say i rebuke that i don't accept that bullshit in my physical realm so no it it don't work like that always pay attention to how the person bears their fruit so let's talk a little bit about um quickly and i'm gonna get off of here this is your guys's week podcast um i'm gonna talk about jupiter going into capricorn um, what we're seeing right now is you're going to see so many people being committed in their relationships. There's going to be a lot of weddings that are going on. There's going to be a lot of um, children being manifested into the physical realm by way of, you know, the good old knack knack who's there. <laughs> so Jupiter just recently went into Capricorn and was in Sagittarius. Sagittarius is a very uninhibited fun adventurous um willful passionate sign to be in um jupiter is the planet that brings wealth abundance luck um expansion growth but when it's in capricorn it kind of becomes um very sturdy um there's a lot of stability that comes from it you can think of Capricorn as like a grandfather. Like, you know, when someone, you ask, shit, boom, this podcast. You ask someone for a simple question and they give you a whole spiel and you're like, fuck, I really didn't want to hear that. But you turn, you come back one day and you're like, yo, that was some heavy ass information and I understand it. So Capricorn is like the grandpa. Like he's here to cultivate, to mold you to teach you how to be a little bit more cautious but to know that your expansion happens only after gaining necessary experience and developing discipline um when jupiter is in capricorn it it is very mature and committed you're going to see a lot of relationships going on to the next level not only that if there's a lack of structure jupiter is going to make it abundantly clear that this shit is for the birds you're going to see a lot of people Um, deciding that they're going to be breaking up with certain people because they're just not on the same wavelength, they're not on the same path. Um, You're going to see um, that a lot of people are going to be choosing people from a soul level um, this coming year. And Jupiter is going to be in cap until December 2020. Um, But yeah, it's just like, so... Jupiter is going to give you a little peep of what you need to do. You're going to see people being um, more, just more mature. They're going to be investing. You're going to see people um, not really splurging their money on fun. You're going to see people talking about um, just building, building for yourself and the legacy after you and your children. And I feel like what comes to that is why I was being celibate. Um, I had to discipline myself. I understand that men and women, we tend to date people from our root chakra, which is um, 
you know, we think what our, our penis is and our vaginas, I guess you could say. And I feel like it's very, very important to why I started being celibate was because I realized that there are so many women who blatantly choose partners who know that they are negative, but they got a good ass orgasm from them. And I feel like with that being said, we, okay, so how can I say this? I felt I'm just one person, but I know it's a ripple effect. Now, if I choose to be disciplined and then teach discipline, eventually people will be disciplined. It doesn't start from me because I'm just one person. But the fact of the matter is, I feel as though the reason why, so ladies, I'm about to get on your hair real quick because you, you, you are solely the reason. We are solely the reason. There are so many women who are not leveled up, who are not disciplined, who are not ambitious, who are not centered, who are not grounded, who are not walking on a a divine path, who do not know themselves, who do not have self-identities. With that being said, when you do not have discernment of any of these things, you're setting the bar so low. How do you expect a man to be leveled up if his woman is not leveled up? With that being said, men are natural pursuers. If you level the fuck up, he has no choice but to meet you there. Because no man wants to lose. (laughs) It is a chase. It is a game. It is a pursuit. It is whatever you want to call it. Now, here is where women are to blame. If you have a man who is trying to meet you at a certain point... Now, I'm not saying this is this is what makes him a good guy, and, and it doesn't. There's a lot of character, char- characteristics that will explain if someone is deemed worthy, okay? Now, I'm just giving you an example. If you have a guy who is attempting to meet you somewhere, and I don't mean like a location, I mean meet you halfway in your spirituality, you have to give him credit because there are so many bitches on level one that he could be messing around with but he is actively working towards reaching you and you could be on let's say level seven give him some credit because at the same token there's so many lower vibrational energies that he could be tapping into because it's just too much work to meet you there however men who have ambition and drive they and this is this is where the, the, the Jupiter and Cap is coming from. We didn't mind playing in the mud. We didn't mind being uninhibited last year. But we're coming into this 2020 where a lot of us feel like we got shit to do. We got places to be. We got places to see. We need to be traveling. We need to be mature. We need to be buying some property. You know, <laughs> we're thinking like equity. So I feel as though um, men who are mature love to meet you there men who are mature are disciplined um so what i did was i took myself and i realized i had to be i am a naturally disciplined person there's a lot of things that i don't partake in because it's it's just not for me however one thing that i did not truly understand was knowing that the power that harnesses a woman is her sensuality is her sacred womb 
and this is the essence of what what people look for like you know it's not so much about body counts it's not so much about because we're gonna make mistakes and that's how we learn to advocate against it is by making them those mistakes seeing past it and then moving into a godly form now listen for for guys if your partner is having a cycle that is seven days long you need to know that your woman's womb is already toxic and has an imbalance and this does not mean that you know toxins by way of its diseases yes that can be one you know indications but it can be that um the womb is imbalanced because she was maybe sexually assaulted and there's still energy that resides in there that needs to be released um, it can be the foods that she's eating. Um, if the diet is impure and if it's not of living organisms, your body is going to take longer to decompose flesh versus plants. Um, you take into just the emotional state of a woman. And a lot of mature guys will thoroughly say, I don't mind giving my girl financial, emotional, um, physical stability because i know that puts her in a better space as far as it when it comes to us raising children together as far as she makes my life easier when she's fucking happy as and it's the same for women your life will be easier when he is balanced so i took that in consideration that doesn't mean that um something is wrong with you so if you are having a seven day cycle and you're like damn you just put me on the spot realize that society has told us that cycles are five to seven days now what makes you the bigger and better person is you researching why and you taking these acts to actually get in tune with your body when you remove energies that are not naturally yours you start to learn yourself you start to see oh this emotion doesn't really come from me oh, this emotion is someone else's. Oh, this this anger, this energy. And this is why I'm saying after you have these partners, jot down how you feel and jot down how your week go. Like if that shit bliss, you over here, da, 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 da. you know, that might be the one. But if you over here like, yo, I'm depressed and you might need to stop fucking on her. You might need to stop fucking on him. <laughs> I don't care how good he makes your one orgasm because the truth is spiritually you can have 10 orgasms in different parts of the body so if he not doing that he not really shit anyways anybody can make you you know the c word but when you come from a place of truly learning your body you know that um you you tend to be very patient with yourself you tend to cleanse and know that you attract you know what you're looking for so a lot of people including myself we are like yo where where is where is you know that that partner where is that level of understanding and you watch a lot of people and you can you can see them and you're like damn why is everyone seem so happy but I feel like I'm not in a relationship or a connection or a partnership or whatever you want to call it friendship that is in alignment with me and it could be these people we all grow on different levels these people could be behind you but when they catch up to you that's what's that's what's special because we're all going to make mistakes and like i said 
at one point in time, I was having seven-day cycles. I have two-day cycles now, but that's because I have taken the time to be disciplined, to understand what energy is mine, what energy is someone else's, and knowing that being in in a sexual basis with someone who has emotional and spiritual danger only allows spiritual danger into myself. And this is why so many women become like very needy, hostile and it's because literally that's what they're getting from the the connection so i realized one of the big things for me was when i was tapping into celibacy was knowing that eventually if i anoint and i keep working on myself that creation is going to give me my divine partnership and what a lot of people don't realize is even if you are in a karmic relationship when you produce, you're going to have a karmic child. And there's consequences to that. There, There's children who are already born with abandonment issues because you literally had sex with a woman or you literally had sex with a man and you guys ended up being pregnant and neither of you wanted the child and you had the child, but the child grows up feeling full of abandonment issues and you don't know why because in your head, you're like, yo, I kept you. But the thing is, babies feel those vibrations in the womb. They're already hearing these conversations like, uh, so what we doing? <laughs> so it's like, and just as having a karmic relationship and a karmic child, if you are in a divine relationship with, with, with a divine partner, there's going to be a divine child. And sometimes we do get a peek of the divine partner, but it could be sometimes we are not right away put together with someone who is our per se soulmate, life partner, whatever you want to call it. And the reason of that being is we already have lessons in karmic causes of an effect. And we are being shown, hey, this is the person that is here to, you know, elevate you, help you go to the next season, to the next phase, whatever the case may be. But what happens is if there are so many things that are wrong with this person that they're, they need to level up before they get to you, Creation is going to make you guys wait because there are divine works that are at play and there's lessons to be met. And sometimes those lessons do not need to include you. So it's almost like creation is sparing you, but you're like, damn, he's right there. She's right there. Like, you know, why, why is there a necessary wait? And it is because if I were to allow you to have this person right now, what is at play is going to destroy the purpose of you guys being together later on for the sole purpose of whatever the sole purpose is. So a lot of people are, instead of looking at this as blessings, um, they're upset. You know, why can't I have my divine partner? Well, you do. Your divine partner is right there. However, I cannot give them to you right now because they're, they're going to just, they're not thoroughly prepped for what your journey is and you might be like well why is my journey so much different than you know why why do they mind your damn business (laughs) keep working on yourself the faster that you work on yourself and if this is your divine partner when you work on yourself they will work on themselves they will gracefully learn just as you gracefully learn you will have you will have such conversations like wow man you grew up and just imagine if you guys were put together and if the love is so like overwhelming 
you might have not got those lessons because you would have been so just in a state of being wrapped in the relationship rather than why you guys are together so it's it's just very important to be disciplined with yourself allow yourself to build on your own time understand that everyone's journey is not going to marry yours you're not at the same race uh the turtle and the hare think of that i mean that's a that's a real life thing sometimes we sometimes we have people who are far mature and who are exceptional for their age and it's going to take time to find someone on the same wavelength as you but if you keep playing in the mud and enjoying time with temp uh temporary energies you're never going to allow yourself to mature and to build um i also have this very last thing it's um if anyone has been waking up feeling dense sad or just heavy whether it's in the morning, right when you wake up, or throughout the day, I want you to practice this mantra. Um, what's happening is you're spreading yourself too thin and you have to return your energy back to yourself. If you have been advising, being a friend, nurturing someone, um, you are naturally and unconsciously offering pieces of yourself to them. You need to allow yourself the strength to spiritually take back what is yours. And this can be an example of, I gave you my time, I gave you words of affirmation, I helped you with this, I gave you some money, I gave you hospitality. What I want you to do is repeat this mantra as much as you need to. Okay, it is, I cleanse and clear all energy, bringing all my energy back to myself. I cut all cords and attachments that no longer serve me. And I bring all my energy back to myself. When you do that, you give yourself enough time to recharge before becoming a healer again. And what you'll see is you'll feel so much lighter and ready to take on the next assignment. Whether it is helping someone or loving someone or loving yourself. Sometimes you have to detach from yourself. Disconnect to connect. To be able to love even on yourself again. And you'll know that when something is not your energy, it's too heavy, it's unfamiliar, or it's unshakable, it leaves you confused. You need to know that you can always master your own thoughts. Your own energy flows. There is no need to feel stuck in one energetic field or emotion. And that is how you know. This is my energy versus am I feeling sorry for this person? And now my my emotional energy of being sorry is making me feel sorry you have to learn awareness of what is yours and what is not and being celibate has taught me what energy is mine and what is not and the reason why it's so important to do that and it's and it's hard because if you are a spiritual man who is on the journey of trying to understand your own power and harness it you will want to be celibate to just to see how disciplined you can get and a lot of times men who become celibate are so fucking creative and advanced and off the charts because they're they're able to put their creative energies into other things versus sex but what happens is if you have a partner who is wounded sexually or who is insecure within her own emotions she may feel as though she does not want to partake in celibacy because there is a fear that 
someone's going to cheat. And that is an understandable fear, but that's even the more reason why you and your partner can try celibacy together. And maybe this is only for spiritual couples, you know, conscious coupling, because not everyone, I mean, sex is amazing. And when you're partaking in sexual ceremonies, as far as manifesting together while having an orgasm, that's some, that's some shit that not everyone knows about and that's some shit that not everyone can practice and it's and it's important to not only not just practice that with certain people because you don't need to be tapping into your godly form with people who are not supposed to be that deep inside of you or not supposed to be that deep in your journey spiritual spiritually so it is important to have discernment with whom you choose not only to just you know the basic level is fucking on but you also need to be mindful for because there there are so many men who are stepping into their power and becoming more spiritual. And that's honestly what's going to happen. You're going to see a whole lot of men on some spiritual shit and a lot of color men on spiritual wavelengths. And it is very imperative for you to be mindful that there are some women that you do not need to be exposing your godlike kundalini whatever you want to call it energies with not everyone is supposed to be spiritually wrapped with you and that's how there's a lot of dysfunction when you are pressed with too many women's or too many men's spiritual energies and to be completely honest if this is your true partner if this if someone is not your true partner your body will not even allow them to get that deep to manifest into kundalini sparkling um chakras being unlocked um all that all that type of stuff so just be mindful that yeah it's cool to be spiritual yeah it's cool too but be mindful that not everyone is supposed to be tapping into your spiritual form and not along with that um it it's even more imperative to know that you need to start picking your partners as you would pick your food um even if you are a plant-based diet if you're fucking around with someone who's not a plant-based diet it really cancels out because you're you're fucking on acidic you're fucking on you know you're fucking on everything that you consciously wouldn't eat from but it's still in your body and even even more so on a spiritual tip yo when you over here giving top and shit like you, you need to realize like this nigga he still got meat in his and sit in his secretions like you're not really doing anything if you're not walking in the true embodiment of yourself so that is why i had to i had to understand and take a step back in celibacy yes i can be eating vegan but if my partner is not vegan if he's taking in animal karma, if he's doing XYZ, if he's drinking beer, it's really not conducive to my womb because that's still toxics that I'm allowing in from him. Even if I am taking care of myself, even if I am not drinking, even if I am eating correctly, even if I am taking supplements and doing all this, you know, herbal and sacred womb work, it doesn't, it's not conducive because the wavelength and the balance is being disrupted 
simply by the partner in whom you are intimate with. So with that being said, guys, may 2020 be amazing. May we be mature and much wiser in our decisions. May we release the things that are not conducive to our growth that hinder us in our path. May we, may we move forward in love and light and joy and bliss and to understand our purpose. May we walk the divine path and get inspired thoughts. Um, and may we start to be with people who actually elevate us and put us on the path of enlightenment and we release the things that are no longer good for us and know that it's okay to release the things that are no longer good for us so i hope everyone has a wonderful end of 2019 as we move forward and investing in ourselves and our destiny and our journey and we stop bullshitting around all right you guys bye